Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, we didn't even get to talk about the Nike deal with the NBA. That's the true. Have you seen the uh, the fan like mock-up jerseys that have been traveling around? Okay, well, there's a difference between fan mock-ups and the actual the man. The Brian Begley dude. That dude is legit. He's the one who like started doing all the mock-ups. And now some other ones like I forgot who tweeted at us today and sent us that Dallas Mavericks one. No, it's that guy, uh DSJ underscore season S Z N. That guy. Okay. Yeah, he said Or he girl. Said that. Could be a girl. I don't know. Who, Whoever wants who? D'Angelo or not D'Angelo, Dennis Smith Jr. to have a season. <laughs> Um. Yeah, he, he sent us that one today. You know, a fan to put that together, I guess. But I keep on waiting for Begley's to come out because his are awesome. Are we sure those but, aren't his? No, they're not his. No. Okay. Okay. He hasn't uh, released his yet. Moneyball was not a. Did you show him to your staff? Moneyball was not a fan of any of those. They they were like calling them terrible and horrible and all this stuff. And I thought like the blue and white ones were fine, but then the green, like lime green one, was. Ugh. It was weird. I'm. I, that's something I. I really want. I really wish Dallas would bring back the green. I know. It, and then have like a have like a Maverick Stars crossover night. Something. I just. I just like the the green on it. And if you guys haven't heard, well, first off, Nike is like you know in in my blood, and you fans know that how much as if you've heard me talk about shoes and stuff, then Nike's like part of my life. Isaac just does it, man. He just does it. Both my wife and myself worked for Nike um, prior in our earlier lives, but uh, and after we moved down to Dallas too. But anyway, still have a lot of friends and connections at Nike. I was texting with one earlier today. I was like, "All right, the moment you get Dallas stuff in uh, in the city of Dallas, hit me up." So gotta gotta get some of this stuff. But anyway, I was gonna say, if you're not for sure about how this Nike thing is going to work. It takes, it takes over October 1st, but Nike released the whole plan with the jerseys. And if you hadn't got to see the article at Nike, you know, some of the listeners and stuff, you know, they're doing away with the home and home and away jerseys. Yeah. As far as they're going to, they're saying, Hey, each team's going to have four jerseys. And I, I pulled it up here, you know, they're pretty much putting up a fancy name for the home and away jerseys. Kind of the same concept, but they're going to name one the Association Edition. That's the white one. That's just the classic. Every team has their white, what we would say, a standard home jersey. The second one's going to be the Icon Edition, and that's going to be something similar to the away jersey, whatever you want to say with that. 
But then the two special ones is going to be the the class or no, not the classic. It's going to be where, what happened to it. There's a community one. <laughs> so the fourth one is the community one. And that's going to that, be your that skyline kinda, jersey. That's going to be your, the, one of the yes, skyline so, probably. Something incorporating your city, whatever, you know, like for Houston, it would be the clutch city, whatever. And, you know, ours would be the skyline. And then there's the there's the athlete version one. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So I don't know what that that's going to consist of for Dallas either. There, they also said there's eight teams uh, off the bat that's going to have a classic jersey. So we don't know if Dallas. I would assume Dallas is probably not one of those teams. But yeah, not enough history. We could we could only we could only hope. But anyway, it's just uh, man, Nike's going to do some some really cool things with this and just their partnerships and all the crazy stuff that's, we're not even talking about you know, stuff that how they're making the jerseys changes they're making within the jerseys. And we're probably, we're going to start seeing sponsorships on the jerseys, but yeah. not as, not as far as like soccer and crap, but at least little patches. And I don't know, it's going to be a nice refreshing change to get away from the stripes and into the swoosh. Into the swoosh, and uh, I'm, I like the four format, like the four jerseys, just straight up four, because it feels like there are so many different jerseys from all these teams. You know, like Cleveland, Miami has like fifteen. I know Cleveland would have like their their you know they call them wine and gold, right? They have the wine one, they have the gold one, they have a white one, then they have the one with like the stripe kind of things, you know, the checkers sort of stuff on the side, and then they have these like maroon ones. It's just like yeah. Gosh, they have so many different jerseys. And then the Lakers, like, rolled out these Hollywood Knights jerseys that people really liked. They were, like, their black jerseys. And then they had their blue ones sometimes. They're just like, I can't keep up with all, this, all these jerseys, man. Something that I read, and correct me if I'm wrong in this, but I'm pretty sure I read this in the same article. But I read that the home team will have a choice of what jersey. Since yep. we don't, since there's no home and away jerseys, like, the home team will have a choice saying, hey, we're going to wear this jersey, whatever jersey it is. And the away team has to counter that, you know, obviously with a jersey that will not be similar. But I thought that was really cool, too. And, like, how does that process even going to work? Yeah, as I, far wonder, as- I wonder who messes that up first where both teams run out with, like, white or blue jerseys on. You'd be like, oh. Yeah, and it's just, like, kind of figure out, like, who – I mean, there's so many games and so many random days. Like, who's sending the emails and who's emailing who? Is it the, you know who's what department? Like, like oh, who's, is it marketing or is it game ops? You know, like who 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 picks? You know, like do they just say, hey, hey, knockout winner, of knockout chooses what jerseys we wear tonight? You know, like in practice or something. Like, what what happens? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And then, uh, yeah, like who chooses the jerseys? And then. Do, do the Mavericks go the route of, all right, so we're only going to wear these white ones at home, and that's just what we're going to do the whole time. Do teams do that, or do teams actually mix it up, and they go, okay, tonight we're going to wear these blue ones at home, and then the next night, if they do back-to-backs, maybe they do different colors and you know, on different days or something like that, just to just to mix it up. Do you take all four jerseys on the road with you? You know, how, yeah. Do you, <laughs> just all the, all the stuff with that. I want to see also how – so Nike took – the college basketball jerseys this past season. And I swear it made them like a women's tank top. Like they were just <laughs> the weirdest. I don't know. It was kind of weird. It was just really skinny along, you know, the actual straps of the, of the shirt. And 
just kind of it's you know stuff that stuff like that that you really don't think of because we we're just used to jerseys looking the same way of like how is Nike because Nike's gonna put their own stamp on it you know from the different ventilation stuff in the sides and whatever but yeah I don't know I'm excited for it though my wife looked at that mock-up that that, that, that guy sent us and she was like she, I was like what do you think about these and she said I just can't get past the fact that they look like a woman's top. <laughs> she's like there's just more room in like the chest area to me i was like get past this get past like the you know the format or the form fittingness of it just look at the colors and the design and she's like i can't i can't (laughs) i just like i like uh i'm a sucker for black like black's my favorite color and i just the that the list of jerseys that that guy sent us on twitter i don't know i'm just a sucker for that last one that black and green green on it i liked i really liked that one I thought it looked pretty dope, but but Kirk from from Mavs Moneyball said, "What are we, the Celtics?" I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> kind of looks exactly <laughs> like a Celtics jersey." <laughs> yeah, I just like it's cool, a different, though. and I like the green throwback like you do. Yeah, but if you look, like, if you start looking at that though, like, how many different teams though, when you think about it, have similar colors, you know, and have similar yeah, Celtics, all... Timberwolves, but the Timberwolves is green is a little different. Yeah, it's just I don't know. There's different teams that you throw in. I mean, look look at Portland and Chicago. Yeah, they have the exact I mean, same color. Like, come on, like I mean, so I don't really mind that too much, though. Yeah. All right, so we actually have Mavs news today. If you haven't heard, Eddie Sefko and Tim McMahon both reported that our boy Nico has been waived and that his guarantee date was today, and I believe. I thought that, that Dorian Finney-Smith was the exact same day, but I guess I had that wrong. Um, I got that for Basketball Insiders, that their, that their guarantee date was the exact same, so they were potentially wrong with that. Um, but Nico's guarantee date was today, and it came and went, and they did not pick up his – they did not guarantee his deal, basically, so he is waived. He is gone, and as Sefco speculated, he's probably going to Europe, which he probably played pretty well over there. I mean, they, he's a, I still think he's a, he's a good player. He's not a – rotation nba player but i still think it's a good basketball player yeah and when you uh you texted me that actually i hadn't seen it yet because i was at work and stuff and you texted me and i just kind of grinned because i thought back to our podcast when we were talking about predictions for what would happen and that was like one let me let me just let me do it for you isaac called this exactly isaac called he said a week after a week after summer league, Nico will will probably be waived because it was basically an audition for him, right? It was an audition to see if you're going to stay on the team, and it's four days. Four days after four, the Mavericks played four days ago on Sunday, isn't that crazy? Seems like it was so much. Long, seems like it was so long yeah. ago. That's but it crazy. Was, it was only on on Sunday, so depending on when you're when you're listening to this, it was four or five days ago. Yeah, and, and you called it exactly a week later, and they, you know. That's what happened to be his, his guarantee date, and they, they waived him. So you have any memorable moments from, from Nico, like his playing time or anything like that? No, I mean, there was like a stretch there. It wasn't Yogi Mania, but I just yeah. remember like Nico had a few stretches, and he had some big threes, and I don't know. I mean, it, it was fun. I think I think it's more sad that like I remember him more in the locker room than <laughs> on the or, court. And, you know, I, actually, I'll say this. My favorite Nico memory, and I said I only remember this because I was going through old pictures and videos and stuff from practices and crap the other day, and 
my favorite Nico memory is when he it was during it was during training camp and all that stuff and he had really like he just had a big game and us media we like we really wanted to talk to him but obviously he couldn't speak English so he had like this interpreter there so oh, yeah. we got off we got off to the side and it was at the old practice facility there at the American Airlines Center and we're gathered around they start like interpreting stuff and you know of course they're asking him about Manu and you know Argentina connection all that stuff well I won't forget because Dirk walks over and gets in there like puts his arm around him and starts like trying to speak Spanish and it was the funniest thing ever <laughs> and Nico's just laughing and Dirk's just like what you can't you don't understand what I'm saying and so he's just messing with him and it's just you know, small stuff like that you know Dirk does and everybody loves Dirk but Nico was like he seemed like the coolest dude but it was just even with media and you'd assume so with players like there was just that there's always that language barrier too and we we joked about it before of like you know we tried to talk I tried to talk to him the first day I actually met him and I was trying to tell him how my wife is from Brazil and I was like oh yeah Brazil like soccer do you like soccer you know like trying to find something to talk about yeah. and he just he couldn't understand me at all and he was like oh okay brazil yeah and that was like it and but he always seemed like a cool guy he's just kind of like a i like to call him like the ryan anderson of a wing <laughs> like he just kind of he just kind of stood there yeah i i think on a on a much lower level like much lower talent level he's kind of like chandler parsons to me He's a, you know, he's sort of a, a taller guy. He's a wing guy. He can shoot. He can pass really well. You know, that to me, that's what I said. But obviously a much lower talent level. But, yeah, so he's moving on. And uh, now the question is, what does that mean for the Mavericks? Do, do you know, it opens up a roster spot because we had pretty much, you know, if they were going to guarantee that, that was pretty much a guaranteed roster spot, even though uh, there was still a chance that they could have, you know, waved or stretched him or, you know, something afterwards that we didn't, we didn't really – rule that out necessarily but if they were going to guarantee it that was probably a, uh, a sign that he was going to move on so now today we're going to be talking about training camp invites because nico's gone so now it kind of opens up something and let's let's think, let's talk about where the roster is now um players under contract the mavericks currently have and and they're doing the they're doing the two-way contracts and if you don't know about two-way contracts it's a really good blog called two ways in 10 days and uh, they document all stuff from the D-League. They have this big FAQ about two-way contracts, everything you could want on there. So there's two two-way contracts. Those do not count as what they're calling now standard you know, roster spots or standard NBA contracts. So the Mavericks would have 15 NBA standard contracts, two two-way contracts, and then in the past NBA teams have been allowed to take 20 players to camp. Now we're assuming that's the exact same as, as years before, even though you're adding this two way roster spot, you're just basically guaranteeing that two of your camp invites are going to be part of your, your club, right? They're going to be part of your, you know, the, the, the franchise as a whole, counting the, counting the G league, counting the NBA team. So the Mavericks sit right now with counting Noel, counting their Noel. There's 14 guys that end with standard NBA contracts. There's one roster spot open Dorian Finney-Smith and Devin Harris both have non-guaranteed contracts, so that could change sometime, you know, any, you know, sometime whenever their their guarantee dates are. So it's Dirk Barnes, Matthews, Dwight Powell, Josh McRoberts, Devin Harris, Smith Jr., Berea, Curry, Measury, Farrell, Dorian, Maxi Kleber, Nerlens Noel. Then and the fifteenth spot is open, so we got that open roster spot that we will definitely address, and I'm sure that it'll 
be filled <laughs> pretty soon or you know at some point. There's the two two-way spots. Motley, Jonathan Motley is already taking one of them. And so we have one two-way spot open, and that leaves the Mavericks with three camp invite spots. So today we're going to talk about some of those camp invite spots. And uh, those two-way contracts are allowed to be up in the NBA for as many days as they want up until the G League training camp begins. So they have a 45-day limit basically in the NBA during the season. But once that once their G League team training camp starts, they have that that 45-day limit starts basically. And so last season, the Texas Legends began their camp on November 1st, and their first first game was on November 12th. So expected to be a little bit, you know, basically the same as it was last year. So these two-way guys will potentially play a, an NBA game without it counting against. You know, counting against them, and then they'll be there for the whole preseason and everything like that. So, all that all that being said, yeah. all go, going through all of that, we're looking at an open roster spot, an open two way spot, and then three training camp invite spots. So, Isaac Harris, who you got? Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings, much more. Yes, while Geico could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, Geico has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. <laughs> well, Salah, is that guaranteed yet? I know we went into the summer and it, yeah, it's a, gar- it's a it's a guaranteed contract. Is it guaranteed? Like from, from, every, already... from everything I've seen, that it's it's a guaranteed. Or like, have we have we passed that guaranteed date? Because it was non guaranteed. I didn't know if we'd passed that date yet or not. But if we passed it, then it's already guaranteed. I just know that going into the summer, it was non guaranteed though. Yeah, from everything I've seen, that it's it's still it's still guaranteed. So yeah. Okay. So we'll just go off what uh, Pinkus and Basketball Insiders and stuff said. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Well, it's in red. His 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 number for this season is was in red on Basketball Insiders. I'm pretty sure red is not guaranteed. But I'm assuming it's already it's yeah. already yeah. it's already passed. So if not, we'll see. It's kind of like with I mean we assume he's going to be there. We like Salah, but you kind of. Yeah, really good backup center. Really good. Yeah, to kind of break down the the roster as far as like what we're what I, what we believe Dallas will be looking for with these training camp spots is so you kind of got the backcourt. So you got the Dennis Yogi JJ with the whole three headed monster of of point guard really. Then you look at that kind of two guard with like Seth, and if they put Wes Matthews at two, and then they still you know bring in Devin. You know Devin's going to be back looks like for sure and. So now with like Nico gone, you know, I never thought Nico was going to be anything too special, but it kind of, and this is the, this is the big thing for me. Like there's two positions that I really want that I think Dallas will address with their invites. That's another wing and another big. Yep. And as far as like, as far as like another big as in a, a center, whatever, I don't know if Dallas will go for like another four. They might. But you do have so much money can you know invested in Powell, and you have McRoberts you just traded for, and then like you have Motley. I mean Motley's on this two way, and you're gonna want him to, you know, to pull him up there a lot. And oh Maxi, 
you know what I you know what I want to call him <laughs> when I say Maxi, but I called him that a few pods ago. No, Nick, don't did. don't call him that. It's a dumb nickname. Yeah. So the the big situation, Dirk's probably going to play some five. Powell played about eighty six percent of his minutes at five last year, so expect that to probably be the same. So you're looking at. You know, either a, and then Barnes obviously plays four. Dorian plays a lot of four, so that wing spot is is really open. Um, the wing stop wing spot is super open right now. That just really need, <laughs> we just really need somebody in there. We need wings. We need threes. I could see them potentially. Let's say they you know they get another two, like a, a wing that can play both two and three. That that kind of a player, I could see that yeah. because Wes is going to play a lot of three for them. And then Curry and Harris can both play one if we, you know we start getting an injury situation or whatever. But that just, that that area of the roster needs a lot of work because Powell can play five, Dirk can play five. So and uh, Motley I think can also play five for you when he comes up. So there's a lot of possibilities there. There's not as many on the wings on, on that wing, you know, area. <laughs> if you want to say that, yeah, it's like a so lot like of if- a lot of players can Trent like you know play out of position. Out of the three, but not into the three, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, like, I just don't see why, like, if you only have three camp spots open, we're not talking about the last roster spot, but, like, if you have three camp invites. So, last year we had our our five camp invites. We had Collingsworth, and I'm just thinking of this. Yeah, I got, I, got the, I got the list right here. So, you have the you Collinsworth, know, Hornsby, these, these guys that were not had, didn't have guarantees contracts there's hornsby collinsworth jameel warney cj williams jonathan gibson then obviously nico and dorian were they were like kind of camp invites but then they ended up being on the roster there was, there's they brought in a what bunch about, of guys what about jameel wilson jameel wilson yeah i don't remember that, I don't remember that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty sure jameel wilson was there it could have been two years ago I thought it was last year because no, he just. I, I went to the roster and these were the guys that were like, okay, they didn't. Oh, uh, okay. Guarantee. I guess it was two two years ago because I'm pretty sure that's the same Jamil Wilson that just signed a two way contract with the Clippers because he did really well in summer league. But anyway, it's an off subject. So, I ask you three. So we have, let's just we're just talking about the three camp invites at this point. Yeah. Take away the roster spot, whatever, and the two way. Is how many of those camp invites would you say would come from our summer league team? And if so, who would you pick? Or who do you think Dallas would pick from our summer league team? If I think who who Dallas is going to pick, I mean, Ding has to be, right? It's just everything just is pointing towards that being, you know, a possibility and being something that the Mavericks would actually do. I think I think Ding definitely gets one of those. I would hope that Jamil Warney would get one of those again. Um, he was on, you know, he was on one of their summer league teams. Played pretty well. Maybe that's just because I like the guy and I hope that he gets another yeah. shot. But uh, man, who I wish could get one one of those training camp spots is Brandon Paul. Man, that guy balled out in summer league, and, I, and he ended up getting scooped up by the Spurs and signed by them. But I really wish he could be on there. Uh, then you look at some other guys, other options from from the summer league team. Brandon Ashley is another name that people are, are naming a lot. I would almost guarantee he would get one of those camp invites unless he gets one from somebody else. And then Dwight Bikes, another guy that played super well in their Orlando team. 
almost 20 points a game for the Orlando team. That's another possibility. Christian Wood also for the Orlando team. Then Luis Montero, who we forget about, he played for um, the Orlando Mavericks, and then he uh, played for Sacramento in Vegas for Summer League. He played pretty well, and he – I saw a lot of NBA people, like, saying, who is that guy? Like, who – you know, <laughs> like, just kind of turning heads and making some really good plays. So that's another guy I think is kind of on the fringe. Um, any of those guys you see are, are definite no's, like, no, they wouldn't end up being on the on – the, you know, getting an invite. Well, there's a couple one, a couple ones here with now. Now you said Brandon Ashley. I was thinking because Brandon Ashley was a camp invite, but that was two years ago. Yeah, and so Jamil Wilson was with Brandon Ashley two years ago in camp. But it's one of those things with how many people, and this is something I'm just asking, you know, rhetorical kind of like how many people get d- double camp invites with the same franchise. Yeah, you know, what would Dallas waste not really waste, but like would Dallas spend another invite on Warney or Brandon Ashley when, you know, they've had both of them down the road in Frisco all of last year or at least Warney, not Ashley. And then like, you know, they had Ashley in camp two years ago. I don't know. And, you know, and with Brandon Ashley, like, how does he fit? Yeah, the the counter to that first point though is that guys evolve. You know, guys' games evolve. They get yeah, better, yeah, that's they, true. they learn stuff, and maybe they saw like maybe they saw enough in summer league, and maybe they saw enough throughout the, you know, the legend season from from Warney, and then maybe they saw enough from the Vegas summer league because Brandon Ashley played super well. Man, he was scoring twenty points a game a couple of those games, and maybe maybe that's the Dennis Smith Jr. effect. But he was hitting shots. He was playing well. He, you know, I think from 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 Orlando to Vegas was a complete one eighty, which is crazy because it was better talent in Vegas and he was playing. So maybe there's a guy that sort of ups his game to play with better talent, to play against, you know, to play against better guys. But that's the only counter I would make to that point. Yeah. And that that's true. I mean, that players just get better. I mean, that's just point blank. So I can, I think he's the most popular name off of our summer league teams to get a camp invite. Um, I, I don't know. I've just never been completely sold on his game. Yeah. But but he did look better in Vegas. I mean, I did, I do give him that. But then you just kind of look at somebody like that as far as if you're going to bring him in for camp and even if you think about him trying to make the team, you know, where is he going to kind of play? Um, but okay, whatever. But I would like Ding. I mean, I would like Ding to at least get a camp invite, get one of those three, and I don't think he would do a two-way, not when it, you're making $8 million in China. I think it's happening. So, yeah, give him a tra- training camp invite. I'm all about like if they went out and spent all three of their training camp invites on six, seven wings, I'm all yep. down for it. Yep. S- sign me up. But I wish um, I want to see, you know, it's obviously going to have a lot to do with what they do with that 15th ro- roster spot too. And do they leave it open going into camp? They very well could. They could just leave it open and say, Hey, well, let's just take that roster spot open and go in and you never know what could happen from that. So and with that, you know, with the three camp invites, I don't know. Because, like, what you know, what if what if they come out tomorrow and sign Shabazz Muhammad? You know, yes, that's that, that, yeah, that's a name that uh, Mavs Moneyball is coming out with an article uh, about guys who you would want in camp invites. One of them was uh, Carrick Felix, another guy from the, the Vegas Summer League team that was, you know, had some pretty good plays. And Shabazz Muhammad was one of those guys. And I was, and I thought, I said, He's gonna get a contract. Yeah, He's bigger that, than a camp invite. Yeah, that's not a camp invite type player. That is that is a contract player. But the Mavericks have a roster spot open now, so 
hopefully something's moving in that regard. That would be the other the other player that I thought was interesting from that list was Ian Clark, but they don't I think really he's have bigger a, than a camp invite too, though. Like, completely, but I don't think they have a, a real like roster spot for him. Like, you, would you rather play Ian Clark or Yogi? Would you rather play no, Ian, so, yeah. Ian Clark or Curry? You know, it's like. I, I don't like the Ian Clark in Dallas. There was somebody on our staff that was kind of pushing for Ian Clark, and I, I just like wrote back. I'm like, why, why why would we want Ian Clark? We we have – it's exactly what you just said. I mean, why would you take minutes away from Yogi to play Ian Clark? You know, nothing against him. Like, I think he's an okay player, but – Yeah, Ian Clark might be a little bit better than, than Yogi. Some people probably disagree with that. Some people probably, agree, like, agree with that even I don't more, know. more so, but – He's one of those players people are either really high on or, or saying, oh, just because he played in you know Golden State, he looks a lot better than he really was. I like I like Pat McCall, oh, but yeah. yeah, I think he I think he can be good. But I give me give me Yogi over Ian Clark though. I'd be good to save a bunch of our space next year for Pat McCall. It's going to be interesting. Hopefully that we're not saving our space for Pat McCall, um, and that we're doing I, but all. I'd of be this. okay with it. I'd be totally fine. with it. I'd be okay to an extent. I want I obviously want to see a little bit more, but if you rebuild, I, got, I mean, man, I have, you got to get those young. You got to get those young players that are on the rise. Same timeline as Dennis. Got to go with it. Just like Atlanta with Kent Bazemore. <laughs> Kent Bazemore's like thirty three. Isn't that weird? Uh, no, he's not. He's twenty eight. <laughs> I wrote it down in my article or my thing yesterday when I wrote down his age. He's yeah, 28. he's twenty eight. Yeah. But still, I thought he was thirty something. It's still a bad contract. I, I, I have some names. I have some names that they're out there, like legit camp invites. Somebody, some of these guys that, like Muhammad and Ian Clark, they're going to get contracts. Like they're yeah. going to get something. They're going to get mid level. I really, I really they're hope get... they get Shabazz. I, I really hope that's. that's the so as soon as, as soon as Minnesota, you know, renounces qualifying offer, you know, I did a piece that day saying that Dallas should call. Am I the biggest fan of Shabazz Muhammad? No, I'm not the biggest fan, but he's the type of guy that would be the flyer type, a guy that's coming, you know, that's young, that was, you know, that might just need a new scenery. Kind of not. I like Ben McLemore more more than Muhammad, but at this point, I would like to get Muhammad at a cheap price at that spot and kind of see what you could develop with that. So. Yeah, I'd be down with that. I do have some other names for a training camp. Yeah, go for it. To throw at you, just some random ones. Um, Jordan McRae, uh, Boston let go of him. He was he was waived. <laughs> sure. Okay, the only memory I have with Jordan McRae is last year I was at summer league, and there was this kid behind me, with a, and I was watching. I think it was Cavs Celtics in in Cox Pavilion, and I'm sitting in the the you know the bleachers right behind the uh, right behind the Cavs bench. And this kid for the entire game is going, oh, Jordan McRae, Jordan McRae, you can't take him. You can't take him. You can't take him. Jordan McRae. Oh, Jordan McRae. Like just yelling his name over and over and over again with this like interesting accent. <laughs> Jordan McRae. It's like his, bro- his brother. Oh, man. It was <laughs> but no, just like, like over and over again. So I, I, I would not be able to get that kid's voice out of my head if, if they brought in Jordan McRae. But I, I'd be interested. Like These are just some guys that I think are that might struggle some with getting an actual contract to where they might just have to take an invite. Right. So like a, a Jordan McRae. Um, what about Demo? Monte Yunus. Oh, man. That is, that is a guy that 
He was having a double-digit million-dollar contract. And he turned down that like big deal, and then that that sucked really bad for him. But like right now, you know, he's a free agent. He's still twenty-six. I would throw a camp invite at him. I don't know. That doesn't fit any of your roster needs, though, at all. He doesn't. But I, if he stayed healthy, I would take him over Powell McRoberts. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, that's true. Yeah, definitely. Um, kind of the similar similar boat as him. It's not you know not. You know, perfect. You whatever, but Rose, if you say Derrick Rose, I'm going to. He's he's bigger than a camp invite too. Uh, Adrian Payne. Oh man, I'm not throwing out in, some not some as names here. That. So. Adrian Payne, in theory, is a good NBA player, but in practice, it just didn't work. You cut off on me. You said he's a in theory no. a good player. Okay, yeah, you cut off on me there, there too. Uh, yeah, Adrian Adrian Payne in theory is a good basketball player, but in practice it just did not work. In practice or in actual games, how about that? <laughs> okay, what about Thomas Robinson? He played on your boys in LA. <laughs> he played there. He was drafted pretty high. No, not interested. Doesn't really fit anything the Mavs would want to do. Like you're taking a flyer on a guy hoping that he could fit your team, like that, that, you know, you you say you don't draft, you know, for fit. You don't draft for need. You draft best best available. Now for camp invites, it's different. You want a guy that could potentially be on your roster and could, you know, could. Fit. Yeah. Um, I have two more, and I actually like these the most. That I would like to see come in. Uh, first one's Derek Williams. Like that, like Derek Williams. <laughs> yeah, that was like spent last year on the Cavs. Interesting. I wouldn't mind it. That's kind of your three guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like if it's a that. if it's a camp guy, let's just he's see not, what happens. He's not bigger than a camp invite. He could. I just have I've, I've heard nothing from him. I mean, how did he join Cleveland last year? Wasn't it just? I mean, he just he was a free agent, wasn't he? Didn't yeah. he just sign? Yeah. <laughs> so like nobody kind of wanted him then, and and in my my last one like Boston, you know, kind of nonchalantly waved him but Tyler Zeller I mean whoa he's just kind of just sitting out there right bring now, him so. home bring Tyler Zeller home. <laughs> <laughs> of course you know I like him because he's a Tar Heel but Didn't the Mavs that, drafted him the Mavs drafted him yeah and then they like traded him draft night trade but yeah those are just some a handful of names that I wouldn't mind I'd like Dallas to throw some I wish there were more I have kind of more front court players you know, Derek Williams, McCray, they're kind of more wing. I want more wings. And a lot of the wings I thought of, I, like, looked at them because, you know, we're just in this season now of, like, camp invites and stuff. Or, like, they might already commit to a team, like, some cheap contract. But I'm, like, looking up some of these players. I'm, like, oh, what about Devin Robinson from Florida? You know, blah, 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 blah. Okay, he's already signed. Dang it. I'm looking at somebody. <laughs> that, like, I know. It's hard, to keep, I couldn't. hard to keep track right now of all the guys. What about Peter Jock or Peter Joke? Uh, he was a he was an undrafted guy, and he was like, I don't know. He had some. He might have had a pre draft workout for Dallas, but he could really light it up from three. He has a crazy story backstory, but he played um, he played for the Pelicans in summer league. So I couldn't see if he had actually signed a deal somewhere. But he's the type of guy that I would like Dallas to throw an invite at. Yeah, sounds like the type of player. I mean, I know nothing about him, but that would be that sounds like the type of player the Mavericks would. You know, it fits what we're trying to go for. So, I will say this too: 
keep in mind that the training camps people are who gonna or who are going to be playing the most in the preseason, and keep that in mind. With we saw we saw how big of a problem this was for like Justin Anderson to where if they do send a camp invite to like a Dwayne Bikes, I don't think there's any chance he makes the roster. But yeah, it's Dwight. a simply it's a thing or Dwight to where like they need it they need a body to run the point guard spot you know in these like preseason things because they eventually in preseason like it's cool at first it's kind of preseason i think is almost worse than summer league as far as yeah re, like you see the starters for a little bit and then they just set them all down and then it's just all these like super young guys and what happened with justin anderson it kind of sucked but like we didn't have really a point guard so these like fourth quarters of these like preseason games, he's like running point, and like this is the last thing he should be him, doing. Him and Collinsworth and Hornsby were playing point guard for you. Yeah, so like that's why I'm saying like you could, I could see Dallas maybe like having a point guard or like your boy from uh, Missouri. What was his name? Missouri. That you did a story on. Oh, not Missouri. Um, oh, Josh Wisconsin. Adams from, from Wyoming. Wyoming, yeah, that's what it was. Like the Josh Adams do, you know, like somebody like that that they bring to camp and say, hey, we want to work you out, we want to get you better and stuff, and we want you to pretty much run our team in the second half of the preseason. Yeah, because in the preseason you have options. That's the problem. They're going to start with the lineup that they'll probably start opening night. They'll probably start with, the, you know, Dennis Smith, Wes, Barnes, Dirk, Noel, and everybody will get excited. They'll play for six minutes. <laughs> Dirk probably yeah. won't even play preseason. He, Dirk just does whatever he wants. <laughs> I wouldn't play preseason <laughs> if I was Dirk. I no. would not. So there you go. Those are some players we're thinking about for camp invites. And then we'll have let's have a, a bigger conversation about guys like Shabazz Muhammad and, and you know later when we if something ever happens. But if something happens over the weekend, you know we'll jump on an emergency pod. But until Monday, guys, thanks so much for listening. We gotten a lot of reviews this past week. Thank you so much for getting those in. We're catching up some of those other podcasts, so keep bringing those in. If you have not reviewed the podcast, super easy. Just go to iTunes. Yeah, I think you have to do it on desktop. I'm not sure you can do it on mobile, but if you can do it, just go to iTunes, search for Locked on Mavs, go ahead and review. Thanks for all the comments and, and feedback. On I'm almost, I'm almost to the point where there's so many points of contact that I can't keep track of all of them between Reddit, Mavs Moneyball, uh, tw- three Twitter accounts with ours, you know, locked on maps, and then Moneyball's Twitter account, and then you know, uh, Smoking Cuban Twitter account, and then fa- you know, the Facebook page for Mavs Moneyball. There's almost enough places where I can't see all of the <laughs> all of the feedback, but we appreciate it so much, guys. Uh, and keep following us at Nick Van Exit at Isaac Harris NBA. Send in, send in questions. We'll answer your questions on you know on the pod. A bunch of people were asking today. What about Brandon Ashley? What about Ding? We I think they're pretty much locks for camp invites for me you know if i had to guess two of the guys they were mentioned in eddie sefko's piece which i thought was super random that he included that in there but hmm. and he, he included it in the in the noel story about how his agent was disappointed and he said he said you know possibly ding and brandon ashley they have their sights set on those guys i was like what kind of random it's kind of random just threw in there it's like i have information but i don't know where to put it so i'm just gonna yeah put it in this like, article put it in the last paragraph so so yeah so those guys probably so get your questions in we will answer them on the pod we will have some more of those mailbag type you know podcasts during throughout this this summer because 
it's gonna drag on <laughs> but we will continue <laughs> we got some really good stuff planned though i've been i have a i have a list of august topics i literally called it august ideas because there's gonna be no summer league no basketball you know nothing going on eventually everybody will be signed eventually noel will be signed i promise you noel will be signed eventually he will have a guaranteed contract at some point throughout this off season so thanks so much for listening guys we really appreciate it peace out boom